Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. Right now we're working our way through the book of 1 Peter. It's really a phenomenal letter. As I've said many times, he writes this letter to a group of people who are suffering for their faith, a group of Christians that he calls elect exiles because they had been removed from their home and uh, are having to figure out life in a completely new area. And uh, many think that, that in part they were removed from their home because of their faith. They were seen as expendable or even as, as desirable to be gotten rid of. And so he writes to encourage them with the gospel. We've been working for the last few days on 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. And we've made our way up to verses 9 and 10 of this chapter, which are two of the most incredible and kind of biblical, theologically rich verses about the people of God that you can find. So I'll read these verses and then pray for us, and we'll jump in. This is what Peter writes. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Father, as we look at these words, as we look at this passage and dwell on the richness of what we're told here about who we are before you, would you strengthen us that I may speak in your spirit, that we may all hear with ears that are able to hear, that we may know who we are before you. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, as I said, these are some of just the absolute richest passages that you can find when it comes down to kind of who we are, who the people of God are in Jesus Christ. And the reason it's so rich from a biblical theological perspective is because Peter draws in all of these different Old Testament ideas and kind of just stacks them right on top of one another. All of these Old Testament references about the people of God. From, from Exodus all the way up through uh, Hosea the prophet and just, just layers them one after the other right on top of each other to remind these elect exiles that that's who they are. And, and that's why they don't need to let their circumstances of life determine in their minds who they are, but rather who God has said they are. That's what, what God has said about them. That's what needs to determine who they are their understanding of who they are. And the same is true for us. It's not our circumstances that determine who we are. It's the identity that we have in Christ. It's what Christ has done for us. It's, it's what God says about us. That's what determines who we are and how we need to understand ourselves and think about ourselves. And so Peter begins by saying you're a chosen race going back to deuteronomy 15 yet the lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them you above all peoples 
as you are this day. That's in this great section where, where Moses, as he writes, is reminding the people of God why it was that they got to take the promise and why it was that they were given the promise and why it was that they were the people of God. And he reminds them it's not because of anything special in them. It's not because they were more noble. It's not because they were more moral. It's not because they were more impressive than the people around them. It's not because they were greater than the people around them or stronger or anything like that. It's because God chose them. Because he loved them and so he chose them. And Peter reminds us that's what's true of us now as Christians. He chose us. I understand a lot of people don't like the, the, the predestination, the election, the choosing ideas, but they're just all over the Bible, and they're so fantastic that the love of God depends on the love of God. That us being His people depends on Him loving us and choosing us. Not at all the other way around. It's, it's such joy in that, such comfort in that. It's because of that, among other things, that we can say when we're suffering, that we can say when things are going wrong, that we can say even when we fail, that our status with God is determined by Him, not by us and, and our actions. So he says, you, that he, these elected exiles that he's writing to, us, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Again, going back to the Old Testament, we read in, in Exodus 19, And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That, that's, what, that's what Peter wants them to understand about themselves. Again, he's, he's casting their understanding of their identity in these Old Testament terms. In, in the book of Revelation, we read the same thing. In chapter 1, verse 6, we're told that he has made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father to him, be glory and dominion forever and ever. And in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, we're reminded that Jesus is worthy to take the scrolls and to open them, for he was slain. And by his blood he has redeemed people, because he has made us a kingdom and priest to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. He has redeemed people from every tribe and language and people and nation and made us a kingdom and priest to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. He, he's stacking these, these realities of the Old Testament of, of the priesthood who were these special set-apart people and, and the royal line who was this you know, special set-apart people. And he's saying, that's who you are, all of you, every one of you, even you who have been exiled, even you who are suffering. This is who you are before God. He goes on, a holy nation. And again, Picking up on ideas from the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a, to be a people for his treasured possession. Out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Again, this is what God has said we are. 
by his will, by his prerogative. Is this how you think about yourself? It's not, it's not arrogant or, 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 or misplaced for us to understand ourselves in this way. It's proper for Christians to understand and to think about ourselves in this way before God. This is who he has made us to be even now. This isn't just what we will be at some point in the future when Christ returns and we're ushered into glory. This is who we are, present tense. Chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, people for his own possession. Because he wanted us. Because he desired us and came and got us. And then he gives us the purpose for this, that we may proclaim his excellencies, the excellencies of the one who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That that's why God has made us as we are. That, that's the purpose for, for our existence, is that, that we may proclaim the excellencies of the of, of the one who has called us out of darkness into light. Now think about that for a second. He's writing to these elect exiles who probably think about their life as pretty dark. But he's reminding them that they actually dwell in the light of their God. That, that they've been brought out of darkness. Psalm 36, 9, again, going back to the Old Testament for with you is the fountain of life, and in your light do we see light. See, that's the reality of what's going on here. Jesus, John tells us, is the light of men. These are, these are all these Old Testament references. Again, nothing new is happening here in the sense that it's never been done or never been said before. But it's by the light of Christ, it's by the light of God that we understand light, that, that the world makes sense, that we understand how things actually are. And we've been called into that light that we may proclaim the excellencies of the one to whom that light belongs. That we may speak about our identity, about the one who has given us this identity, and about the joys and wonders of his grace, of his favor, of his care for us. Then Peter again stacks these Old Testament references in verse 10. This time going back to the prophet Hosea, which is an incredible story if you haven't read it, where, where Hosea's whole life and his marriage becomes this object lesson for the people of God, and he marries this woman who is a prostitute, and she's unfaithful, and, and she has these kids, and he's to name one of the kids, no mercy, and he's to name one of the other kids, not my people, and then God comes back around in all of this. And he says that, he, he says, And the Lord said, Call his name not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the, hand, the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, it shall be said to them, Children of the living God. And then in chapter 2, verse 23, he says, I will sow her for myself in the land, and I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say to not my people, you are my people, 
and he shall say, you are my God. Paul deals with this in Romans chapter 9, and indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people I will call my people, and her who is not my beloved I will call my beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. Paul deals with these same ideas, reminding us that what Hosea was announcing was the gospel. That, that we were chosen when we weren't a people. That we were chosen not because we were, like, because we needed mercy, because we, we hadn't received it. This is who we are. We, the Christians, the, the Christians in the first century, Christians now, you and me, we are the fulfillment of all of these promises of God showing mercy and claiming a people for himself. That's who you are. That's how you need to learn to understand yourself to be. Because it's who God's word says you are. Chosen race, royal priesthood, those who are a people for his possession. This is who we are as the church, and this is who we are as individuals. This is the community in which we exist. May we learn to understand ourselves in that way. Amen. Thank you.